Welcome to the Seven Figure Impact Podcast, where I help men and women just like you who have a drive to make positive, powerful impact within their local community do so through licensed assisted living, group homes, and community have businesses. I'm your host, Ariana. I'm a co-CEO of a seven-figure home and community-based agency, former professional foster parent, mother of three children, coach, course creator, and so much more. I'm obsessed with helping aspiring providers break into the business of care without all the confusion, overwhelm, or even owning their licensed property. And I help current providers intentionally market, develop systems, streamline their back end, and scale their income. If you are wanting to build a business in care and make seven-figure impact, you are in the right place. Let's get it going. Hello, and welcome back to the Seven Figure Impact Podcast. My name is Ariana J, and I am so glad you are here. This is officially season two of the podcast. I haven't yet decided if we're going to do weekly drops or seasons, but what I am here to tell you is I have a lot to talk about. I cannot wait to share what I have in store for this podcast and then also what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go ahead and get started. What I have in store for this podcast I remember starting out in this journey, and after I had been started a while, I looked around and I was like, where is the community at? Where is connection at? I want to connect with other providers who were in this space like me and felt the need and desire for connection and community. And when I looked around, I didn't see much of anything. And in fact, there was still the closed offness, the tight lipness, all of that, that is currently in this industry. Now, if you are just joining this podcast for the first time ever, and you haven't listened to season one, which is all about the startup process, I encourage you to go back and binge that season because it's really powerful. And especially if you are looking to get into the cares industry, those are a must listen to. If you are in a space where you're already up and started, you are going to love the way the podcast is moving forward. And if you are in a space where you're still trying to get up and started, you're going to also love the podcast moving forward because this is a space that I want to create for community connection and authenticity in this space because unfortunately, it's not talked about a whole lot. And I want to make a space that we are talking about this without fear of retaliation, without fear of judgment, because we are all human beings at the end of the day. And I really want to make a space where we're talking about real life things, not just as a business owner, but life too. So we're going to figure this out all together. I have some really good topics that we have lined up. 
If you are in a space where you want to share that and you feel aligned to share what are some topics that you want to hear on the podcast, definitely let us know. You can send an email at hello at com, or you can shoot me a message on IG and you can share that also because we always want to know what you all as a listener wants to hear because this is a place for providers by providers. So with that being said, I want to talk to you a little bit more about what I have lined out for this episode. So, so many people come to me about wanting to get started, but they don't really understand all of the in-depth things that go into place when not only starting, but operating a successful licensed assisted living group home or community hab business because it's important to focus on the essential factors, not necessarily and only limited to the legal requirements, ramifications and actions, but location, staffing, marketing, financial planning, especially when it comes to growth and expansion on your way to seven figures. The other part about that is on the lifestyle side of things, when it comes to balance, when it comes to juggling family, when it comes to building a business with kids, when it comes to a lot of things, mental health is a big deal that's not talked about very often. And so I wanna talk about all of those things. And really my mission seems to have grown and evolved as I say it time and time again, but it's really to help providers build wonderful businesses while making a positive impact in their community. And this is the other side of the track. This is after startup, and these are conversations that need to be happening. So I also get asked a lot, what is a current provider? Or I'm a registered nurse, I'm a current provider. And although you are my friend, I am speaking about providers who are in a space of entrepreneurship, right? Whether they have started their business, whether it's licensed, unlicensed, right? Where they have started a business and entity in regards to providing care, that is who I'm looking at as a provider. Now, if you are a foster parent or someone who provide services to an individual in your own home. I consider you a provider also. And so as we move through this podcast and in the spaces that we're in, whether you're following on the different social platforms, et cetera, when I'm saying provider, like that's what I'm encompassing because it's really important that we understand who's who and what's what, right? I consider myself a current provider before I had my entity or my agency in place because I was providing care for an individual or individuals in my home, right? And so I was an active provider in that sense, but no, I did not have a business behind that. Hey there, if you are ready to make impact within your local community and you are ready to get started, I have something for you, so listen up. The Startup Provider Program is open for enrollment for a limited time. The Startup Provider Program is a self-study program over 12 weeks, so you can get on track with opening your business and care so much faster. We talk about everything from mindset and focus to clients and funding to licensing and certification and everything else in between, specifically focusing on that market research so that 
you can find the right license type and the requirements to open the business and care that you desire. So head over to startupprovider.com for more details. All right, now back to the show. So as we jump into this episode, I want to start off with some of the legal requirements, ramifications that you need to be thinking about as a current provider and some things that you might want to go back and reevaluate and see where you're at, or you can even audit this to see where you're at. So when it comes to the legal ramifications, requirements, regs, all of that stuff, we're always going to be guided by the regulations in our city, state, district, or with the program that we are enrolled into. So the licensing process of once you are up and running to make sure that you're staying in compliance. And this is why a lot of people veer away from licensing or certification or both is because they don't want to deal with the regulations, requirements, rules, etc., that are required of us as providers to make sure we're staying abreast of and we're incorporating in our business, whether that's updating policies and procedures, etc., forms, logs, to make sure that we are in compliance with state regs. It is really hard to do this if you are not engaged in the different platforms that the state is using to send out these regulations. Trust me, I'm a part of them and it still is hard to make sure that we are staying abreast of these relevant state changes and federal regulations that are changing. And the best way to do this is to be a part of a club or an association there in your local city or state. This is going to help you tremendously stay up to date on industry regulations specific to your local area and best practices. I understood this at the very beginning and it literally caused me to have anxiety to make sure I was staying above board on everything. And chances are, if you're not, the state or certification regulators in your state will see if you are trying to do this or if it was an oversight, right? Don't feel afraid that they're gonna come after you and totally shut you down, but they will work with you on developing a plan so that you do have these regulations in mind as you are going through the different changes. It's also really good to be, again, a part of a network or community where they are putting that out there of what these regulation and changes are. It's something that you just have to start implementing bit by bit, right? And don't feel overwhelmed with it. Do what you can because it's really important. I think too, as we are up and running and we are looking to expand and grow our business, I think location is a factor that people don't really consider when they're looking to grow and scale their business, not only to bring revenue in and to serve individuals, but also with staffing, right? You're selecting somewhere where your staffing pool is going to be a lot smaller, right? You might want to think about that when adding that service and to see how you're able to really maximize the service that you want to add on or provide with the staff that you currently have, right? Because if you're going to go and spread yourself thin with adding all these different services, but you're not able to utilize the staff that you currently have, that's going to pose a big issue, especially when you are looking to grow the business. 
that's an important factor. How can we add services on and provide those services with the same staff that we have and or bringing on a couple more members, but not really looking to really expand our care team all at once. And that could be something that we do down the road, especially if the numbers line out. (laughs) I'm a big numbers person, so that would have to line out. But it's not necessarily something that people think about initially when they have these really grandiose ideas about expanding their business. When you have the right business model, you're providing the service, and you are in tune with your business model, the clients that you're providing services to and their guardian and team, it's really about building a team around you, a care team is what I call it, to allow you to really just build a great team. Staffing is always an issue in this business. Staffing is always something that people have a hard time with recognizing. They have a hard time with growing and the importance of growing a really good team and hiring qualified staff members. Sometimes we are in a space where we need what we call a warm body. This is somebody who is filling a space doing a role. Yes, they're keeping our residents, program participants, clients, all of those things. They're keeping them safe, etc. But it's in a situation where maybe they don't have all of the skills that we need them to have as part of our team, or they're unwilling to learn a certain skills, or maybe they're just not capable, right? In this business, it can be really hard to find top talent. And I don't even feel like that works in this industry, right? And it's all about like, if somebody is coachable, because I have served several employees and I say served (laughs) because I've worked with them, I've mentored them, I've coached them. And some of them are not at a space where they're able to grow and adapt, right? Some are at a space where you just see where they're at and they're not really meant to do anything more because they don't have the abilities to do more, right? It's important to see the staff who are wanting to grow and train them according to what they are wanting to grow into and where you can see them fitting in your business. This is what we did with our resident manager who we have, and she didn't start out as a resident manager. We helped train her into that role in that position. And it did take a while and I knew it was going to take a while, but that benefit for her is she's able to grow and excel. And then I'm able to have somebody in my business who is fitting this really integral role and really being the glue, right? To allow me to step back a little bit more and be into this CEO role, which I absolutely love. (laughs) So it's not just the piece to only cover staffing or only cover location or only cover regulations, right? You have to look at the marketing as piece of this puzzle too. And what I see providers lack a lot is understanding that they themselves are the brand. And when it comes to licensed assisted living group home and community have businesses, we kind of toss marketing out the window, unfortunately, and you have to establish a strong brand identity and making sure you're positioning yourself in the market to where those strategies are 
doable, right? You don't need to have a fancy website. You don't need to have paid ads. You don't need to have all of those things unless you want to, but it's going to be important that you are using social media. You are leveraging partnerships, talking to other providers. You have somewhat of a network and you are bringing those values that are within your business to the marketplace and you're allowing that to stand out. People get frustrated in this industry, regardless if you're in residential or your community have, of why they can't get placements and why aren't people placing with them. Well, you're not owed anything, right, by anyone, neither am I, and it's my job to showcase my business of what I can or can't do, right? Obviously, I'm not going to talk about a whole bunch of what I can't do, but if I see something that we don't do at our agency and somebody's asking that of me, it's my role to say that's not what we do here. This is our program. This is how it works. This is how we incorporate person-centeredness into what we do, and we need to make sure that our marketing efforts are really going to allow us the most return on investment, right? of our time, energy, and efforts in marketing. And I think it's something that we all need to focus on. The other thing I wanna say about marketing is the work that you do with say one resident, that contributes to your marketing, right? And I don't think that people really put that out there of what they're doing for their resident, how happy their resident is, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously it goes beyond happiness, but I think that When you are creating a marketing plan geared towards long-term success, this is where people start to have that aha moment when they can see the plan laid out for them in a very strategic way because I don't think that it's something that should be overlooked. This is something that's crucial, this is something that's important, and this is something that can really hinder or help you with your efforts towards long-term success. I want to briefly talk about financial planning as we mentioned long-term success, because this is something that I've heard people tell me time and time again that they just don't do, right? And coming from a person where when I started this business, the infamous butter dish of $3.04 that had the first kind of big explosion between me and my business partner was a $3.04 butter dish that I bought because he was so geared on the financial planning and he was so geared on what came in and what left. And we were putting out money before we were actually really making money and the $3.04 butter dish just set him off. And it wasn't like a bad argument or a dispute. But the thing is, is that I am very fortunate that I have a partner who is dialed into that financial planning because the cash flow, having funding, managing expenses are all things that we need to know while running this business. And that's not something that we've talked about or that is taught to us. There are so many people who get licensed, right? And they're hemorrhaging and they're in the red instead of the black, and then they don't even have reserves. Getting access to capital, right? For a rainy day or to be able to put expenses, et cetera, on, right? We all should have access to business credit and capital when we need it. And that is not something that is talked about here in this industry. 
There's so much more that I want to go into, but I believe that's where we're going to wrap it up for today for this episode as we re-engage the podcast. My goal is to talk about not only business, but life, right? Life and business. And then also talk about some of the things in the industry that are not talked about, right? Some of the struggles and the triumphs and the victories that providers and myself have, right? From working with youth the three-year-old youth or a little bitty youth up to working with those and the age and everything in between. There are conversations that can happen that are going to be beautiful. There are going to be topics that are going to be talked about that are going to be challenging and they may pull on your heartstrings or maybe hard for you to talk about. I think it's finally time for providers to create a space and have conversations that are not had. And I want to shift the belief in every aspect of providing care and building a seven-figure business and to really create the life and business that you and I both love. As always, if you found value in this episode, make sure you share this with somebody who may resonate, whether they're a current or aspiring provider. Definitely share this out. Follow us on all of our socials. And I can't wait to hear what you think about this episode. Let me know your thoughts. Send suggestions on what some other episodes should be about. I would love to even have some of the listeners on the show to share their stories and their message and for coaching. So if that sounds like something you are interested in, make sure you like and follow this show. I know you can follow it on Apple. I think you can follow it other places but definitely follow the show, share it out. And if you are listening to it, definitely take a screenshot and share that to me on Instagram. I would love to know that you are supporting the show and give you a shout out. I will see you next week with another episode. That's it for now. Hey friend, if you resonated with this show, if you feel the desire to make impact, don't forget to head over to www.startupprovider.com so you can start making seven-figure impact and follow the show so you get notified when I drop a new episode. You can also come follow me on IG at underscore Ariana J. If you follow me there, let me know you came from the podcast. I really would love to meet you. Or you can join me in my private Facebook group, Assisted Living Group Home and Community Hub Providers. I hope to see you there.